Hey guys, thanks for coming back and listening to another episode of the What Men Want podcast. And so today, uh, I've got on a guy that I met a few weeks ago at an EO event. Uh, Good looking guy, his name's Luis Rendon. Hey, good to have you. Thank you, thank you so much. Happy to be here. Excellent. So I met this guy at an entrepreneur's organization event and he shows up in a suit like on a freaking Monday or a Tuesday and he's behind the DJ booth uh, uh, spinning spinning records, right? And I thought it was kind of odd because you don't look like a DJ, but what it sounded like was you were helping out a buddy or what Yeah, yeah. There? So uh, I have a couple friends that are DJs and I always love to show support to my buddies, so I just... Showed up, like, hey, how you doing? And he had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, you mind if I go in the back and uh, you you cover the the, the set? I'm like, of course, let's go ahead and do it. And so you you knew what you were doing. You'd done it before, right? Well, just just as a hobby. Not so much as a page, just to mess around. (laughs) That's hilarious. You had the headphones on. You were spinning it, man. So it definitely looked like uh, you know what you were doing back there. Well, good, man. So Luis Rendon, uh, definitely very different than the profile of the people that we've had in the past, I've had on 35-year-olds, I had on a 40-year-old, um, people that were a little bit farther and more established in their career. Tell me a little bit about you, man. You're a young hustler, rising star here in the Houston area. That's right. Well, you know, how old are you? What's your dating status? And just give me less than 30 seconds. What do you do? All right. So for ladies out there, I'm single. I'm 28. I am a rising star and coming out uh, fairly big on my real estate game. I started a team with my Co-director Javon, our team is called the HOU team here in Houston. Excellent. So it's it's, it's coming up and coming pretty good. Huh? We're part of Next Gen Real Estate. Not sure if you heard of them. Nope. Uh, they're they're coming up quite quite big. Uh, so just a lot of influence coming out. Just happy to be doing what I'm doing at the age that I'm doing. Feeling very comfortable in my career and you know just where I am in life right now. Awesome, man. So it's funny right now we're at my house <laughs> and Luis walks in and he's like, "Dude, I've." been in this house before and so were you like the listing agent or tell me tell me about that so back uh in, in that year that it was uh, for sale it was uh-huh. 2016 i believe uh I, I started my real estate career as a realtor then okay so one of the main listing agents he had me as a little esquire guys just to be there helping him out yep and i learned a lot from him but yeah no i've been here and i just saw your front door i saw the the stairs the way they laid out I was like, yep <laughs> I live in a one of a kind house, uh, to my knowledge. I yes, don't think there's yes. one exactly like it. Not so, me. well, cool, man. Well, it, so we're going to jump into some questions. We're going to jump into some stories. And remember, it's the What Men Want podcast. So I want you to maybe be a little bit more free in providing unbiased insight to the listeners, right? Because I think that there's a lot of people that like assume that they know what men want. Right. But I know me personally, I think there may be somewhat of a disconnect there. Right. And so I'm going to encourage you to to be vulnerable, be open, tell the truth and don't be surprised if I probe a little bit. All right. No, by all means, <laughs> it does feel a little a little taboo to kind of say what you really want. You know, so that's, uh, that's something I can appreciate about your podcast. Excellent. Just letting you know what I want. So and what you want is probably going to be very different than what Adam Greer wants or what Austin Hill wants or Melvin Davis. Right. But at least we can go ahead and share that. And hopefully the listeners can take out two or three things from every 45 minute podcast. Absolutely. Well, good, man. So tell me the first thing dude. I bet you've got some crazy stories, man. What is the craziest thing? that has ever happened to you as a real estate agent? So uh, one of the main things that really just shocked me out of anything was 
I was giving a tour to this lady. She was following me around. And, you know, I get a lot of compliments. What do you mean she was following you around? Like she was – Well, no, like, we're, I'm sure her property is not – she's – we're going from property to property. Oh, okay. So, she, she was, so she was a client of yours. Yeah, but yeah. usually clients, you know, take their steps back. She was behind me the whole time just looking at me, <laughs> giving me compliments. She's like, hey, you're really handsome. You know, how old are you? How long have you been in this industry? Just – Talking me up, which I usually get that a lot for my uh, female clients, which I get used to it. Yeah. Uh, but then we're in the master bedroom, and just take a little st- take a little stop to just to see the, the the room and see how she likes it. And then she tries to give me her business card, which I thought it was weird. But when she does, she pulls out a pack of condoms. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, okay. So, yeah. So were she, they, they were they like a regular for her pleasure? Were they like Trojan Magnum condoms? They were Magnum. So oh, shit. She knew. She knew. I was gonna. So, uh, the lady from the last <laughs> listing must have told her about you. Oh yeah. god. Oh god. I have. A- so she pulls out the condoms and then what happens? Well, she pulls them like she staggers with them and drops them on the floor okay. and just acts embarrassed, like, "Oh my god, can you believe this?" And uh, it was just. It, to me, I was shocked. I was like, hey, don't worry about it. Just pick them up, put them back in your purse. You're good to go. Yeah. As she tries to go pick them up, she reaches for my for my private part, man. For your junk, dude? Yeah, man. It was just, and she grabbed it. Like, okay. She didn't just reach for it. She actually made connection. Yeah. And man, I just felt uncomfortable. As a man, you know, we, we get excited. We're just like, okay. So I kicked her out of the room. Said, okay. Hey, locked the door. Gave myself like three minutes to capture myself once again mm-hmm. and after that i just kicked her out like hey look this is i, I can't do this you gotta you gotta go home so i didn't step out of the red room until she left the house because it was just too much wow did you tell your broker about it and you all know, that I, stuff i felt a little embarrassed okay because i mean the kicker it was um one of those ladies that aren't really ladies you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i have no idea what you're saying right now so she had a dick as well is it <laughs> What? Yeah, so it was just uh, it was just all of it together was just too much for me. Okay. I was like, I, I, I cannot. I wonder how many agents she's done this to. I have no idea. I should probably report her, right? So no, <laughs> I don't know, man. This is the most insane thing. No, wow. it was it was something, you know. Okay, it was early in my career, so it was just I didn't know where to draw the lines or how to recognize the patterns and. Sure. So I, obviously, <laughs> nothing similar has happened since then, no, or maybe. No, no. I mean, a few compliments, but I keep it professional. Yeah, yeah but never know. anybody pulling out a, you know, a 24-pack <laughs> uh, of condoms. A, a little handshake, you know, where the other... Interesting. <laughs> Holy cow, I can't believe we led with that story. Man, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, where do... Good-looking guy. I think before, uh, before we jumped uh, on the podcast right now, you disclosed to me that you're just kind of fresh out of a seven-year relationship how long yep. have you been single uh well actually the beginning of this month would be a year so. understood so it has been a year yeah. understood well good well man you look great tell me a little bit about what this last year journey has looked like about you kind of reacclimating back into the single life mm-hmm. what did you do did you jump right back into a rebound did you take some time to Focus on yourself. Yeah. Just give me some insight into what this year's been. So, I mean, if you remember last year, <laughs> it looked a lot different than it does now. Oh, you know, dude, it whole... was insane with lockdown and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, try to get out there, but at the same time, I wasn't really confident in myself. I had a lot of uh, insecurities just from the relationship that happened. Interesting. Yeah, no, so just I'm trying to figure out what I like again. I'm trying to figure out who I like and who I want to give my attention to. But at the same time, if I went on a date, if I went to do anything else it felt like i was still being uh i was cheating on her in a way emotionally you know i was still felt wow. that, that connection i can, I can relate, I relate right? to that yeah so it just it just felt like i wasn't comfortable enough to see anybody because i still felt guilty that mm-hmm. i i owed 
my my ex girlfriend, you know, that attention, that emotional uh, backing. Wow. So it just took me a long time to kind of break free from that to be able to have a conversation with another person and mm-hmm. just actually mean what I say instead of just holding a huge wall preventing me from you know showing uh, emotional love or anything else. Well, good man. I'm glad that you um, you know recognize that. And what it sounds like is is you didn't put yourself in situations where you knew it was going to be unfair to the other person. And you kind of just took a break, right, and right. focused on yourself. Um, you mentioned something else that you had a little bit of a fitness journey during the past year. Or yeah, what yeah, did you yeah. Do and how, and what, what what contributed to that? So through their whole relationship at the at the last year of I guess the last the last leg of a relationship, I really tried to work on myself both in my business and in my uh, fitness. Mm-hmm. So I stopped drinking. I started working out more. I started focusing more on my career just mm-hmm. to make sure that, like I said, there was a lot of insecurities. Uh, with that, she she graduated college. I had having graduated, and mm-hmm. it just she made more money than I at the time. Yep, and it was just I felt bad, and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take all that bad energy and make it positive. Right? Excellent, man. That's so awesome. I really did work on myself. I mean, part of it was to kind of prove myself to myself that I, I can be who I want to be. Uh, and yeah, I lost, uh, I went from 240 to about one, 175 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a massive uh, I weight was, loss. I was chunky, man. It was, yeah. uh, I was big, but you know, I was happy. I, even, even though I was bigger, I was yeah. not, not ashamed of who I was. The only thing that really got to me is when I was able to prop my beer on my belly. Yeah. That, that was like, you know what? I got to lose weight. <laughs> oh man. Well, it, for those of you who are listening, I can definitely prop my beer on my belly. Right. But uh, it sounds like you weren't hurting too bad in the women department, but I guess if you need, you know, the, the magnums even at two forty, hey. you know, hey, that's that's probably a good thing. So, you know, it sounds like you've been getting back out there here recently. You've been on some dates. Uh, where do you meet women? So I, I don't I don't go out to the bars to meet women. Okay, you know I don't I don't go to like a specific spot to kind of I guess go fishing. I. I really just try to keep everything very natural. Okay. So if I'm bike riding or if I'm uh, – that's why I try to put myself in a lot of the events. So you'll probably catch me spinning at a random event just for, for me to just be there. And Absolutely. And then happen to be your, your mm-hmm. event, which is beautiful. Um, but, yeah, so I just try to just do things that are real to me, that show interest to me. Just so if I do capture somebody's attention, it's already genuine and, okay. not, and not something that – I feel when you go to a bar, there's just a large mix of – wants and needs from everybody mm-hmm. that it's just hard to find your wants and needs. As well. Wow. That's incredibly mature of you. Yeah. And, and I can definitely relate. I mean, I know women that, you know, go to bars, right. And men also that to, to forget, right. Um, a lot of the negative things that are going on in their life. Right. Uh, I know people that, you know, are heavily on the rebound and just going and looking for hookups. Right. Right. Um, but you're right. I don't necessarily hear a ton of stories from friends that have gotten married say, oh yeah, I met my wife in a bar on a random Wednesday afternoon, right? But hey, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens. Um, but uh, but no, man, more power to you. Yeah. Um, so where do you like to meet women? I'm trying to give insight to the listeners. Where they can so find me? Riding your bike, right? Um, well, and social media is such a big deal too. So okay. I've, I've had a couple of uh, people reach out to me Via social media. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, they see my Slide favorite. into your DMs. Yeah, just slide in, trying to say hello, and I just have to put them through the ringer, see, research them a little bit, see what yeah, they're about. Yeah, for sure. Some of them just want the clout. Some of them just want to have the, the attention. So you got to really acknowledge what they want and, and just per conversation, right? Do you ever just flat out ask, what do you want? What are you looking for? Oh, uh, all the time. Yeah. And, and do people generally, are they like, do they know what they're looking for and are they honest? 
Generally, no. And then <laughs> generally, no again. So they don't yep. know what they want, and no, they're not honest about it either. Yeah. So uh, I, I speak to a lot of people every single day, right? So I learn to pick up patterns that people sure. want, want, want to express themselves and what they're saying, what they're not saying. And man, most of, most of the people that I've met really just want to reel me in into a relationship for them, not so much for us, which okay. is completely weird for me. Just mm-hmm. they, they try to put me on a pedal stool, say, hey, you're the person that I need to complete XX in my life. I think wow. you're going to be perfect. It's like, okay, well, you know, I don't even know you yet. <laughs> we just liked each other's pictures. Yeah, going no, on and, I, and I can definitely relate to that too. I know I've even fell victim of that, uh, you know, on that side because you'll meet somebody that looks the right way maybe they've got the right career they've got the right friend group right the right social acumen the right business acumen and without even really getting to know their character and their values you kind of almost fall in love with the vision of them right, right. because i think we all can or at least myself i can do a good job of illustrating i'm a hopeless romantic what, man, what so. life will look like in five years with somebody mm-hmm. right if, if i'm interested in them but you know, at the end of the day, you don't necessarily know what their views are on, you know, uh, social, um, you know, 100%. responsibility and things of that nature that could really con- can contribute to compatibility. And so I guess that's why, like, eHarmony is in business, right? Because you got to <laughs> fill out a hundred point questionnaire and, and they match you based on your interests. And right. I've, I've heard from some of the friends that, like, one of the downsides is, is they don't, like, take any uh, information on what you like physically, right? And oh, so, so they just uh, kind of throw you in the, just throw you in the bushes. So it's like, like, oh, 59-year-old librarian hey. from Cypress, Texas with 17 kids. Oh, I'm going to go left on that one. But well, as long as eHarmony says you're good to go, okay, you know, you got it. You got it. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, thanks for being vulnerable and, and, and kind of sharing that. Oh, sure, man. Um, so where do you like to go out then? You said you don't like to go to bars. Uh, maybe not necessarily specifically to meet women, but what right. part of town do you vibe in? So I live in downtown, and okay. one of, if I just want to sit back, drink a beer, I mean, you got to go to the good old classic. I don't know if you've heard of this bar called Warren's Inn. Warren's yeah. Inn. I've never heard of it, but I'm not a downtown guy. Oh, it's, I'm rarely it's, in downtown. It's, it's, I always tell people it's where old, like old farts and broken hearts go. You there know, you go. You know, it's just, it's, so which one are you then? You're 28 years old. <laughs> tell me that. Yeah, yeah, you're the, you're the, definitely the broken heart. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. No, like I was going to tell you earlier, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic, man. I, I, I've always, I just love love so much that exactly when somebody comes out to you and reaches out to you and you create that vision in your head that, yep. you know, I'm really into this person just by looking at them and it's just uh it's it's beautiful so you just got to walk through that and just realize that then not all of them are going to be winners right sure so where that's where i just go to relax to warren's and just have a good time i know all the bartenders there and all the waitresses so they they treat me at home mm-hmm. you know and they, they know that if i'm there they already know what i drink they already know how to take care of me and it's just a good time to relax. No, that's good. And so you're not necessarily going out to be thirsty. Right. Uh, but you're going out there and that might be your opportunity to just relax and press the reset button men- mentally, right? I mean, I think, as, news. I think as revenue producers, right, myself included, when we're at work all day, we're constantly trying to come up with ways to generate revenue, not right. for that year, but literally for that week, right? right. So it becomes very difficult to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the downsides about people being in our industry, so I own a recruiting firm, obviously you're a real estate agent, um, but like you can make half a million dollars in a year and it's still not going to be enough right. if it's a hot market because you want to capitalize 
on every single listing, on every single buyer that you can, right? So much I created a team, you know, <laughs> one, one of me wasn't enough. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so same thing with me, man. And, and when I started my firm 11 years ago, that just goes to show you guys how fucking old I am, 37. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but I never was an individual contributor, man. I was too lazy. (laughs) And so I hired agents, right. Functionally on day one. And here we are fast forward to 2021. We've got 30 people and you know, um, hopefully this year we'll get close to 10 million in revenue. Hey man. Um, we get it. Awesome, man. Well, uh, for sure. So, um, let me ask you this. You told me about the lady man, uh, at work. Um, and you told me about the girls sliding into your DMs. And so I guess, give me another story on when a woman came on super aggressive. And on this one, let's actually yeah. talk about a real woman. Yeah. <laughs> a woman that was, that Shots was fired. Fired. Shots fired. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I guess, uh, just another, another place where I, I try to, I guess, conversate and try to see, pick the game a little bit is through dating apps. So I use Bumble and Hinge and, and all that good stuff. But I feel, okay. and I guess this applies to this woman. I met her on Bumble. She was great. We were just talking. We talked for a week on the phone. We, we texted back and forth. And I started realizing a little weird stuff about it because she was asking me very direct questions. Oh, wow. Like what my day-to-day pattern was, which I do not know what that question meant. So I asked her, what do you mean by that? She's like, well, what do you usually do uh, through your routine of days? You know, and this was over the phone or over yeah, text? over the phone. Okay. Which, uh, you know, I, I heard of in our industry, we learn about time blocking, right? So Understood. We, that's what I thought she was asking me. <laughs> No, yeah. she would just ask me to stalk me. To, Stop it. Yeah, so to find out where I was every single time. So it was just very weird. And I, I told her, look, I, I, I just feel uncomfortable letting you know where I am every single time. Every single sure. moment in time is just it's not, 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 not reasonable. And you guys hadn't you. even gone out yet. No. Oh, wow. So what I'm thinking, and this is what I was thinking a lot, is just I feel like some women, or men too as well, are getting uh-huh. really, really uh, comfortable using dating apps. Okay. And just being too good at them, right? So they're, they're already having a vision of what they want and just run everybody through that filter saying, hey, I want this person and I'm asking all these questions and if they say yes or no, then they're going to flop them out or not. Yeah, because the downside about dating apps is, is it's a never-ending stream of leads. You can always swipe right, right. Right, where you know if somebody fucking is wearing the wrong color shirt on a second date – you can, you can cancel them, open up your phone, and there's 20 more motherfuckers lined up right behind them, right? And, and that's what I feel a lot of women come out too strong sometimes sure. because they don't want to – Because they time. have 50 dudes right behind you. They exactly. Wanna, they think that they can qualify you that quick. And then I met other women where they say, with the same reaction say, hey, you know how many guys want to talk to me? Sure. And then I say, okay, cool. Go talk to them. <laughs> yeah, ah, that's that really <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah. Well, for, for them, I guess, you know, because I have my self-worth and my self-value. Yeah. And I wish they felt the same because, sure, you can have – 50 guys following you. Same thing with the Instagram game. You know, you have a Mm -hmm. lot of followers following you, always DMing you. Yeah. It's who you want to give your attention to. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of that. Well, you know, so we'll talk about super aggressive. We'll talk about dating apps. I've got a quick story. Um, And I got a text from her last night. So there was a girl that followed me. And um, she's not in Houston. She's she's in medical school. Actually, she just graduated from Mm -hmm. medical school. But... Um, we started, you know, commenting on each other's uh, stories. And so I guess that's technically sliding into the DMs, right? right. But uh, And then we started a dialogue and then boom, one day she sends me a nude. Oh, right. Okay. Totally hey. unsolicited. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked what I saw. <laughs> 
But I had to slow her down a little bit. And I had to tell her, right, like, hey, really? you, you didn't need to send this, right? Like, I'm, I'm having a real conversation with you. I'm getting to know you. Um, I'm definitely interested in you. But for whatever reason, she's been trained by fuckboys yeah. to think that this is how you capture a man's attention, right? And unfortunately, yeah, fortunately... You know, I had to have that conversation to say, hey, in so many words, I'm right? glad that was refreshing. You don't need to do this. Right. You're beautiful. You're intelligent. You're career motivated, right? The guy that you're looking for, the one that's going to put a ring on it that you're going to say yes to, right, probably doesn't want to get those fucking nudes. Right. Because then how many other guys are you sending that to? I think that's the, the first thing that popped into my mind. You got a little log that you're passing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's terrible. And so, uh, tell me about that. Like, how do you feel about girls sending you nudes? I feel well. I, I guess I'll lead you to another story with another. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> another thing. So, man, it, it's it was a little weird because sure, nudes in our in our culture, especially you know, as, as we go, Snapchat is a thing. Yep. Uh, texting images is a thing. Back what ten years ago, that was. Not not as prevalent, right? Yeah. So it's it's becoming more normal, you know. If I get if I get a titty pick, hey, you know that's a titty pick, great, yeah. you know. But I, I think it's not until it's, it's called for, right? It's not until it's, until you start flirting in that certain way, you know. It is mm-hmm. called sexting for a reason. But if you if you lead with that one, it, it's a little, it's a little shocking, right? So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're you're at home, you guys can't hang out. Like, what's up? How you doing? It's like, exactly. hey, this is what I'm wearing. Oh, beautiful, you know, <laughs> darling, I love it. Yeah, uh, but not until then. And the reason why I say this because uh, the tables being reversed, I had a guy send me some nudes. What the fuck is up with you and guys? Yeah, it's called being handsome. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, 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 yeah, it's the immaculately well manicured eyebrows. It was got to be what it is. Hey, shout out to my sister. She uh. doesn't. <laughs> I love her. No, but uh, yeah. So it was my professor actually for one of my classes. Oh, oh my yeah. god! I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So this guy sends me dick pics and oh, these videos, shit. and I'm just like, "Holy fuck, what is going on here?" Yeah, and I didn't know how to react, so yeah, I was just like, "Okay, well, whatever happened, happened," and I I just sent them. It was through Facebook. I was like, "Yo, like, please, this is not. I don't, I don't welcome this. I'm not like that. Yeah, please stop sending me this picture. Sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna block you." I was starting to have a good relationship because it's my professor, right? He was your current professor or your former professor? Well, for, for, for like Understood. two semesters, not even that far. Uh, <laughs> but uh, man, I should have gotten a free collar, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? But uh, God damn, you know, man. And then I, I felt sick when they sent it. So I was like, I can only imagine how women feel. When, Absolutely. When somebody just, hey, here's my dinger, you know? Like, yeah. Have a look at it. And he apologized. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. You know, I was drunk. I meant to send somebody else. Like, sure, I heard that one before. Sure, yeah. You know? And yeah, Louisa, not Louise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And he just, uh, when I realized he didn't mean it, it's because when he asked about it, so what do you think about it? And he's just like, yo, like, we already, I already told you it's not welcome. I already told you about this. And yeah. now you're asking me what I think about it. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Absolutely. You know? So I, I, I ended up blocking him and just parted ways from that. Dude, so you'd mentioned something about maybe needing to report right. that lady, right, right, who was the client of yours at the brokerage. But I think a professor definitely needs to get reported. Right. And, um, and, and I want to say there's no statute of limitations, dude. You might want to go back and, and report that now. So anyways, right. I digress. But, man, I'm sorry that you had to go through that experience. And, and, and that's what I feel because I feel like a lot of, a lot of women experience this as well. Yep. Just uh, you're talking to a guy and the next thing you know, here's, here's my thing. You know? It's ridiculous. And, uh, and 
the fact that 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 woman did that to you, yep. it's just as shocking. You know? Yeah, like, no, and she's she. And we've actually grown closer because beautiful. of me sharing that feedback with her, and we communicate probably not daily, but every other day. Mm-hmm. And last night, she sent me a text and said, "Jeremy, I just want to say that you're one of the most incredible people in my life, and you've always been super transparent and truthful with me." And you've always been kind to me. And I just want to let you know that, like, you mean something to me. And so um, that made me feel good, right? And As it should, man. Hey, myself. you're getting confirmation that you're a great guy just by being yourself. Man, I try, dude. And, <laughs> and you know, there, there may be an element of me uh, being a little bit more guarded, right? Because I own a company. Mm-hmm. And I never want to be in a position where I could be screenshot, right? right and right. put on blast to devalue hey. the, the, my brand, right? And my company. Absolutely. So, um, you kind of always have to be on your best behavior, but maybe it's also me being a father too, to where it's like, fuck, like I would never I feel that. degrade somebody like that's somebody's child. Like, right. so anyways, I have man. a younger sister. I feel that a hundred percent. And then most of the professionals that I deal with are women. So it's yeah. just, I hold them to the more respect and yeah, no, it's just. Absolutely, man. That's fucking crazy. That you have to go through that. <laughs> so, so what do you look for? In a woman then, right? 28 years old. You're fresh on the market after a seven-year relationship. You know, so when I say what do you look for, let's talk about like the physical characteristics and then we'll talk about maybe their career and, and other things. Right. And uh, the underlining of what I'm about to say is just self-care. You know, uh, if you if you care enough about your business and your whatever you're doing with your profession, yeah, perfect, right? Same thing with phys- uh, your physical. If you're taking care of yourself I'm not trying to make you make sure you're super fit yep. but also you make sure you're taking care of yourself how can I make sure that uh, I I can trust myself to eat well I can trust myself to do what I do with my job I'm not going to hold anybody else accountable mm-hmm. for that because that's my decisions to make mm-hmm. but same thing when I'm looking for someone I want to make sure that they have a similar train of thought just taking care of themselves taking care of their positions and being open more than anything just being open minded I, I, I've, I've dated a few women who are very uh driven by their careers that tend to shorten everything up saying, Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for this This is what I want, which is perfect. And we can, we can get together. Uh, we could both be matching in our careers. We can both be growing each other's, uh, engagements with our clients. Let's go ahead and do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just, it seems a little fake. It seems like they don't have some time for, for them to be vulnerable, for them to show a little more care. Yeah. Maybe themselves. not fake, but it seems scripted. Almost. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's, that's that's probably what I call it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's like you're already – you're kind of just putting me here as a roadblock or yeah. not as a roadblock. Just here to, to hold the space. You mm-hmm. know, you want somebody to be their person mm-hmm. and sometimes you're not their person. And you just got to realize that. Yeah. But what I look for, man, is just somebody that really understands themselves mm-hmm. uh, as a whole. Even if you don't, that you're willing to listen to to someone and, hey, you know, have you noticed that maybe you have this pattern? <laughs> and it says, yes, I do. I'm so sorry. Okay, so somebody that's coachable, somebody that's receptive to feedback. Right. Not coachable, just receptive to feedback. Because one of my biggest things is I want you to be the best you can be. Okay. You know, all time. So I'm not going to try to mold you in any way. I just want to make sure that I'm there for you for your sake. Whatever it is. Whatever. What about you? Are you receptive to the same feedback that the, that the woman to. is going to be providing? Tell me about... So I tried to. Yeah. So tell me about a time recently where a woman has shared unfiltered and unbiased feedback and you had to receive that. Maybe it was uncovering a blind spot that you had. Well, and the thing about blind spots, they're always there. Right? So, you, <laughs> so you always recognize I've got them. plenty of blind spots, bro, for sure. So when you hear it, you're like, oh, man, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So sometimes what I do 
to protect myself emotionally, I give attention to other people, right? So let's say we're dating for two to three weeks. We're having communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I self-sabotage that by just being – just trying to see what's out there again. Yeah. Maybe, maybe go on a date. You know, we're, I'm not, we're not fully boyfriend and girlfriend. We're just talking. So what I do is – Yeah, because you don't want to be hurt again. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably it. Yeah, right? we all do it. Yeah. So, and, so I'll go on a date and that pisses sure. the other person off obviously yeah. because we're trying to get something more serious. Yep. And I just let it happen. Like, okay, look, we're, we're not really dating. We're just trying to see where we are and I just want to see what else out there. And sure, sure. I thought what's more honest than you know being honest. 100%. <laughs> and- I always am honest <laughs> because if you're honest, you never have to try to remember what the fuck you told somebody. Right, right. Yeah, you just always tell the truth. But go ahead. No, yeah, and that's, that's basically it. Just and so, so she had to call you out and say, "She said, hey, I know, I know, we're just talking. I know we're just seeing each other casually and all yeah. that good stuff.' Oh, but what, what's wrong with you, man? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's day? the turning point? <laughs> so what's the turning point in when you're when you're keeping that other those other people at arm's length and saying, "No, I'm not interested in going out." Is it you know fourth date? Is it after you have sex? What is the turning point? What do you think? I think it, it, it's – I mean I'm sure up to those steps, right? But it's just what, – what, what the turning point to me is is when it starts getting too real. You know, you start spending more time and you're starting to just be together as, as a couple. You start being their friends or family. It's just like, okay, it's getting – Oh, so we're fast-tracking maybe a month. Yeah, yeah. So okay. It's, 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 so not necessarily second date, third date. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, so first and second dates usually – Tend to kind of oh, I've been on a I've been on a second date with a girl on a Tuesday, <laughs> then I've been out on another date on a Wednesday, and Tuesday girl saw me on the date. Right, yeah. I'm not gonna hide in the fucking corner. Right, I'm gonna high five you at State of Grace, give you a hug, and say I'll see you on Saturday. Now that you mention it, <laughs> I, 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 do fre- I do frequent somewhere. It's uh, Chapman and Kirby. I, I love Chapman and I, Kirby. I love that place. Yeah. The people are amazing. Yep. And it's uh, that's my space. Every time I go there, the bar- I used to hook up with one of the bartenders over there. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you who. I, I I know all of them. No, <laughs> uh, the bar manager there, his name is John. Man, he's yep. such an old school dude. I love the guy. Love it. But uh, every time I bring a date there, he just takes care of me, which is just the best. I love that. That's just- that's the benefit of being a regular somewhere for sure. <laughs> so let's talk about that then. Where do you like to take girls on a first date? First date. Yeah, first date. Um, man, I really like coffee. I'm a big coffee shop type love of guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, I. I don't know if you've been to Brass Tax over here. I have. Yeah, beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I like to go. It just there's no. Uh, Do all the baristas know you and and, and yeah, see you with they, the different they girl talk ever? shit a lot, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. I love them. Every time I go there, just, yeah. they're just talking their mess and it's beautiful. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, it just it, it seems like a very uncorrupted place to meet somebody. Sure. Right, and it's very public, so you never know who you're meeting. Especially if you meet somebody off of the app, you want to make sure that it's safe. Absolutely. Uh, I've had calls where you know, like, hey, yeah, come over, let's hang out to my house, and then it just. Turned out to be a mess, right? What are you saying? The girl said, come over to my house no, no, on the like, first date? Well, they wanted to come over to my house. And I said, oh, for sure. It seems like we talked a few times on the phone. So yeah. Great person. But then it turned out to be bipolar. And it's just like, okay, I got to I gotta like just scoot you out oh, of my house Holy shit. Yeah. So it's, it's a good public place to meet people. Uh, very uncorrupted. So there's no – well, there's alcohol, but we're drinking coffee. It's really sure, sure. you know. Other than that, I love to just go get some food. Not, not a fancy restaurant. Just because I feel the same way I'll, I'll – the way I dress, the way I present myself on my Instagram, you, they probably expect a fancy dinner. Sure. You know, they expect yeah. a fancy bar, which is great. We can do all that. But I'm not going to spend that time and energy just by meeting you once, right? 
Uh, like I said, not everybody's a winner, so let's not put all. And that so, what do you think that the percentage is after a first date that converts to a second date? Oh, man, so it just depends on them. Twenty percent. I would 50%. say. I would say if I wanted to be like ninety-seven percent, it, it it would be happening. But I have to put them through the ringer, so I would say at least twenty percent that I actually go on a second date. Yeah. Right? So you're saying that they're interested ninety-seven yeah. percent of the time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's terrible, right? But uh, that's what it is. That's hilarious. No, so twenty percent. I'm a shoot yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> so I've shared that on previous podcasts. I think it was the first episode. Where I think my number is probably 20%. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not because they're not beautiful. Not because they're not, uh, you know, in the right social circle or have the right career. But I think that you can recognize very quickly whether or not that person is your person. Right. right exactly. And, um, you know, there's a young lady who's now a really close friend of mine who is, uh, you know, working on her CPA She's been with a public accounting firm for several years. She's climbing the corporate ladder, comes from a very notable family in East Texas. Mm -hmm. And me, I had the super corporate high flyer. I was married to a petroleum engineer at BP for nine years, right? She's a 300K earner. Incredible. She will experience massive uh, accomplishments in her professional career. For me, after I started experiencing seven-figure success... I almost wanted somebody to take a little bit of a step back from mm-hmm. their career to help focus on helping me build, you know, my career and help me being the frame of mind and me be the provider. And and um, and so, unfortunately, individuals that are like super career motivated, right? That, to compete that, a little bit. <laughs> that not necessarily compete, but um, compete with my time, right? Mm-hmm. I have to compete with them because I may want to bring you to an EO event, mm-hmm. right? A gala. At the Astorian Hotel mm-hmm. on a Wednesday at 6.30 p.m., I can't have you if you're an investment banker or an attorney or right. a corporate executive, right, closing out the books as the corporate controller for a publicly traded company, you know, that week, right? Because uh, I, I'll be honest with you, man, I'm fucking selfish, hey, right? And, 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 I, and, you know, when you look at um, compatibility or not necessarily compatibility, but all the facets that a partner brings to the table, right? Mm-hmm. You know, are they a good parent? Are they a good financial provider? Or do they motivate and inspire you to reach your goals? Are they a good nurturer, right? Um, are they good with paying bills and housekeeping and things of that nature, right. right? I think that the financial component is probably only one out of eight things. And so what I'm saying is, is I'm willing to bring two things to the table, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which would be be a great parent and be a financial provider, but I'm looking for a partner to focus on those fucking other six things. Yeah. Oh, right? so you're trying I mean, to hold him the whole, uh, give him the whole pot. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, man. Like That's I don't want to fucking rough. pay bills. I don't want to fucking be the leader of the Who house. Who does, right? <laughs> I want somebody else to run my shit, and, right? And when you have a full time, fifty hour a week corporate career, it's very difficult to kind of put on those big girl pants and be every single thing. That a wife needs to be, and again, I was married for nine years. So That's exactly what happened there. in my relationship. Yeah, uh, tell she, me about that. So she, I don't want to say the company, but yeah, she's uh, the marketing director, like the the main main director for a very prominent company. For okay. yeah, for a be- yep. beautiful company, and yeah, no, she she just got. I feel like she just had to be everywhere at once, and yep. just not enough for me. No, and know? no, no discredit to her. Right. That was the path that she chose. She chose it, but then when I started becoming more successful in my career, she started getting a little jealous Uh-oh. of my free time. 
Yeah, because then I would just go do this or that. Yeah. I was like, what'd you do today? Well, I wrote two contracts and just played with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's yep. like, fuck. I woke up at 5 in the morning. Uh, I didn't get off till 7 p.m. Yep. And then she would just get mad at me. Like, well, you didn't cook dinner? You didn't do so this? There, didn't... So there, there was, un- unfortunately, um, there was resentment that was created in that relationship. A lot. A lot and, of resentment. And so much to where you couldn't recover. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, I, I've... I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. Yep. She was not a happy person, and I I, I could not lead that life. You know, I'm trying to stay positive and well, good. Well, I felt like we've gotten very emotional. Hey. So let's take another positive turn then. What's up? <laughs> uh, sorry to hear that, man. And, it's and right, you it's know, right. you did share who it was, and and she's a beautiful young lady, and hopefully she finds happiness. Oh, you know, I would hope so. Zero doubt in my mind that you're going to experience happiness. Thank you know, you. On, on your own terms and and on your own timeline for sure. So. So we talked about where do you like to take a girl on a first date. You'd mentioned coffee. I like coffee. I like a smoothie, right? Um, occasionally just drinks. I rarely want to take you to dinner on a first date. Right. Um, but should a woman pay on a first date? What do you think about that? So my rule is if I invite you out, I'm paying. If you invite me out, then you're paying. Love it. You know, it's just, Great rule. It's, 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 a, it's a transaction. Hey, I want your time. Let me go ahead and take care of you. You're, I'm taking you out. Whatever you're doing, yep. so I'm going to be I'm inconveniencing you out of your day. Yep. So let me take care of you. Uh, same thing. If she's like, hey, let's go out to eat. I would expect her to. Interesting. You know? And you're going to tell her before the date or you're going to make sure that yeah. you say Well, it? I mean, we had this conversation just prior. <laughs> you know? so, so it's it's a hot topic usually. Yeah, like, absolutely. So, you know, what do you think about paying? Because I also want to vet my, my prospects, I guess. You know, okay. in a way, just... What are you expecting from me? Do you want to just be a, an accessory or do you want to just – you want to actually be a person? You know, yeah. what, what do you want to be? So when I go, you have to pay for everything. You have to take care of me. It's like, oh, well, that's not going to lead to anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But usually, yeah. If you if I invite you out, I'm going to be taking care of you. If you invite me out, Absolutely. you take care of me. One of the things that I have to worry about because I do make myself so public, right? Right. Uh, like my Instagram is literally my name, right? <laughs> Mine too. You know, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on every single social media platform. I advertise – the awards and the successes that we have in business to where I do need to be cognizant about like keeping the gold diggers at arm's length. And a couple of weeks ago, this is a fucking funny story. So hopefully the listeners think that it's funny, (laughs) but I had a girl slide into my DMS that that basically said something to the effect of like, Hey, um, I'm newly single. I'm fresh out of a six year relationship. Uh, My significant other was, um, laid off due to COVID. He's been unemployed for a year. He fucking is a broke dick that uh, just plays video games all day and doesn't have any desire mm-hmm. to go and find something else. I'm recently single. Would you mind taking me out to a nice evening out? And looked at her profile, looked at her photos, looked at everything, identified the pattern just like you did, right. did my research, and said, yes, I would love to take you out. And the, the impression that I got was she just needed to get dressed up. Right, she just needed to socialize, feels, feels to cool. feel pretty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so I took her to Willie G's, um, got like the big, huge seafood tower, spared no expense, and you know I was just grateful to be in the company of a beautiful woman. Right, right. And sometimes us as men, right, we focus so much on our careers. Sometimes even just that mm-hmm. is such a, a an amazing way to press the hard reset button right. on our week. And uh, so took her out. We had two drinks. It's like a Wednesday night. Mm. No, it was a Tuesday night. It was a Tuesday night. 
And uh, I say, well, you want to go to one of the bars in the Heights? Or what do you want to do? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was being kind. Yeah. Right? We we talked a little bit about, you know, our families and our vision and our careers and things of that nature. And she literally goes, I said, do you want to go to one of the bars in the Heights? She goes, hmm. I think I want to see your house. Wow. Bro. Wow. So you talk about me. And I think as men, we're serial optimists. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we, <laughs> we, when a girl smiles at us, we think that you're interested in us. It's ridiculous. Right. Like men are fucking ridiculous. We're, we're dumb. That's fine. And, and, <laughs> we're simple. We're simple. We're not dumb. We're just simple. You were just dumb. And, <laughs> and dude, that was the one time in my life where I was put on my heels and I was like, uh, uh, should like, I, oh my I God, not? like my house is like being remodeled right now. Mm-hmm. Do I take her back to my house? It's unbelievable. And <laughs> obviously we came back and we had an incredible time. Beautiful. But I think that. <laughs> that was a little uh, to was there. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think there's a time and place for everything. And we talked no. about it earlier about people just being super honest, open and transparent about what their needs are. Right. But I think the most important thing is to realize what you wanted. Right. And and for that young lady in particular, she knew exactly what she wanted. And she felt pretty. And she had an amazing uh, experience at dinner. Beautiful. Something that she probably hasn't experienced in years. Right. Because she was with the wrong guy. Not necessarily the wrong guy, but the guy she started dating six years ago. Right. Did not... Was that my ex? Bro, <laughs> sorry. The guy, the, the, he did not grow on the same growth right. trajectory that she wanted to grow at. And so you fast forward six years, and obviously she had very much different expectations out of a partner. And obviously... And what do you think about that? Like, you know, I think it's tough, man, because we all want to, always want to compare ourselves to the Joneses. Right. So when I'm 20 years old, you know, and my boyfriend, right, uh, I'm talking about her in particular, my boyfriend is... You know, a Division One athlete, and he's popular. It doesn't matter how much fucking money he makes. Right. It doesn't matter if he can take me to Spain for right. a week, right? But fast forward six years, now we're 26, when all of my best friends are now engaged or married or dating somebody that has a little bit more financial freedom, that has careers, right, that have shown proven upward mobility and mm-hmm. success – now you start to do the comparison, right? Right. Now the person that you fell in love with at 20 doesn't necessarily stack up to the competition. Right. Right? And it's really unfortunate to say that. So anyways, I don't want to make it all about me. No, no, no. We and- talked about, you know, should a woman pay in that specific situation. I knew I was paying because I knew exactly <laughs> what she wanted. Right. And you know what? Good for her. And you signed up for it too. You're like, you know what? For- yeah, of Let's course. Go. Let's go. Good for her. For having the discipline, the confidence, and the and, and really the comfort right. to give me what she probably knew what I wanted. Right. You know? Um, so anyways, great young lady. Still an amazing friend to this day. Um, and, I, you know, I would love to have another eve- evening out with her at Willie G's. Put it to you that way. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask you this, man. What's up? Uh, what do you think? I want you to be truthful. Okay. 100%. What do you think about girls that put out on the first date? Huh. Look at you! You're <laughs> like you're like running the answer through your head. Well, I mean, they're just. So He's much- like, yes, always do that. No. <laughs> as much as it's appreciated, you know, it's yeah, it's yeah. not it's not always welcomed, right? So if if you oh come on, it's always welcome. Maybe Sometimes. it comes off <laughs> different than what they think, but. 
It's always welcome, Luis. You don't believe that? I do not. I do not. Okay. Uh, Talk about that. Because if you give me a bunch of red flags, there's no way I'm going to let you anywhere near me or my house. Understood. One of my biggest nightmares is having my car smashed with a bat and scratched up. I'm trying to avoid all that. Yep, yep. But uh, I feel in the first date, you know, it is what it is. If, If you feel the chemistry, if you feel... Good about the person you met because, I mean, I would hope that you talked to that person previous to that date. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if everything lines up and you're having a great time, then, hey, why not? You know, who am I to judge us? Uh, I'm always, like I said, be you always, right? Mm-hmm. So well, that's, that's being you. You want to experience sex. Perfect. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's have at it. Let's, let's, do you think it creates awkwardness? You know, on the second date, or what do you think about that? Not at all. If anything, uh-huh. if, if it was right, it feels more comfortable, right? Sure. Because now the... Uh, your bubble is blurred a little bit more, right? So yep. now, now, now she can hang her her hand on you. Now she can touch you a little bit more. Yep. So that's a little bit more open. So no, not at all. Not awkwardness. Only, I guess, if you suck that in, then yeah. And then, <laughs> then, 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 yeah, you know, maybe she, she might feel a little awkward in a second. Like, I think I think <laughs> sex with a beautiful woman is kind of like pizza, though, right? Like, like even not good pizza is still a little bit good. But you can always recognize better pizza. <laughs> <laughs> right? That, that, sure. that, that's why you get a deep dish and not, yeah, not, not yeah. the little Caesars. You know? <laughs> oh, I like the deep dish, dude. 100%. <laughs> oh, well, good. So do you think that girls are, generally speaking, do you think they're truthful whenever they say how many guys that they've been with? Or do you think it's like I've heard the adage right. that whatever a guy tells you, you, you divide it by three, and with a girl you multiply it by three. Oh shit! What do you? Oh man! I feel like every single girl I've ever met says they've slept with seven guys. Oh, like man. bitch! Like I know seven guys that you've slept with. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. So what do you think? You think that girls are truthful, or is that taboo well, to even ask? And I think it's taboo because I wouldn't yeah. feel I wouldn't feel comfortable asking a question if I'm not willing to answer it myself, right? So if, if somebody asks you, hey, how many people have you slept with? Yeah. And, and if I lied to you, then, then I would feel comfortable with sure. you lied to me. Then it's, we're mutually trying to be modest, right? 100%. Uh, but then again, I don't think it matters at the end of the day. Uh, just as long as you're, like I said, self-care. As long as you're taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. being safe. A number is just a number, sure. But it's how you treat it, right? So if you go to a bar and everybody's looking at her, then, then it makes you a little bit... A little bit uneasy. Why? Because if, if she's not giving you the attention, and you already know that she probably has. Oh, slept, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if they're whispering about her, not right. necessarily looking at her. Right. Then because I like walking into a place and all eyes. Oh no! If they want it, I want it. You know, 100%. Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I want. And yeah, if, if I mean, what would you want to have a date that's you know getting all the attention? Yeah. But the wrong attention is also, you know, it feels a little uneasy. You no, know? I've definitely been on those dates. You know, there was a young lady that I took out to, you know, a champagne tasting event on the beach, mm-hmm. and then we went back and did kind of like a wardrobe change at the house, and then we went out uh, to one of the bars in the Heights afterwards. And here I am thinking that we had an incredible date. Right, it's we're like hour number six going Beautiful. into it, and then all of a sudden the guys at Drift are talking to her, and she's actually giving him the attention. And, and you know, I would say that I'm probably one of the most secure people that you'd ever right. meet, and confident people. Um, and even that got almost a little bit on my nerves because here I was. It's thinking, respect, man. That's all it is. Is it respect though? I, I don't so. because I wouldn't say that I felt disrespected. Because um, here's this is what I think about yeah. disrespect. Because look. You and so it goes to the same thing about paying for dinner. You're paying in time, right? So if we're on a date, we're paying each other in time currency. Sure. And if she's spending it on other people, 
then, you know, I feel like you're robbing me out of my time that I spent that with but you. But I'm not entitled to anything if I'm not your right. boyfriend, fiance, significant Well, you got to recognize you're on a date. Yeah. And to be called a date, you're acknowledging that it's a date. 100%. If we're just hanging out and you're doing your thing, no issue. Yeah. If it's a date and you're, you're doing your thing, then, you know, there's probably not going to be a second date. But then again, that's what makes me feel a little bit, a little, a little bit uneasy. No, you're right. And so it's really just the setting of saying, hey, this is a date. Right. I expect you to be clear and present. Right. No phone activity. Right. Right. No eyes on the guy behind me. Right. And I'm going to extend the same courtesy to you. Exactly. This is a contract. Look at you, Mr. <laughs> Real Estate. Hey, man. Sign here. Give me your earnest money. Hey. <laughs> If you're paying for the coffee, I'll pay for the dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, I just think it's just a matter of respect. If, if I'm going to take you on a date, I'm going to give you my time. I'm not yeah. going to say hi to everybody and their mamas and then, oh, hey, meet my friend and just bring a bunch of random people to you. I'm sure. Because at the end of the day, I'm here for you. That's that's what the date is for. 100%. Well, then let's, let's change the script, man. And thank you for sharing that. I think that was very eye-opening, especially for me. Um, so tell me this. We talked a little bit about crazies. That were interested in you, right. right? Have you ever had a crazy ex, right? Right. Well, has I, that ever happened? Well, I mean, I dated most gone for longest friendship is seven years, right? Yeah. And I haven't dated anybody day to day per se, right? But I've had I've dated somebody maybe for like a week that would turn out to a be- week. So you only have this one seven year. And then others are like a week? Basically, yeah. Holy shit, you're like a virgin. I'm a committed man. Well, I, oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, but this lady, man, so she... Lady? You're 28. Well, how old was she? Oh, she was 26. Oh, this lady? This lady. I'm a gentleman, man. Yeah, Come on. Okay. But uh, she, she kept, I recognized the pattern that she liked to get, well, obviously drunk, right? And then blame that to where she couldn't drive back home okay. to Katie. And she would always say, pin it on me. Is, hey... You mind if I spend a night? I love that. Oh. You hate that? I hated it because she used it oh as a tool. Oh my God, you're so nice and kind of hearted. <laughs> oh man, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, so she, well, she would use it as a tool. And even when I told her, hey, look, I don't want you to come over tonight. Like, this is just too much sure. for me. And she wouldn't give me my space. And she's like, well, I'm kind of drunk and I don't want it. It's like, okay, now you're putting it on me if you crash and die. Yeah, 100%. I don't feel terrible. Yeah. Like, she's like, I can sleep on your couch. I don't care, whatever it is. It's like, okay. <laughs> No, and I made her sleep on the couch like, just because I want to let her know that it's well, not okay. Was she a okay. mom? Why did she live in Katie? Uh, well, she just came here from uh, – she, she works out uh, in the country. So her parents live in, in Katie. Oh, she lived with her parents. Right. So every time oh, she's wow. back in town. So she right now she's in Dubai. You um, were just her Houston <laughs> booty call, dude. Uh, you know, and I didn't want to be. So okay. I just kind of put her to the side. Yeah. said, hey, please do not come over today. I'm I'm actually on another date, and she's like, "Oh, it's okay. I, I don't mind. I'll be on the, you know." <laughs> and it was ask her if she's in the girls. I'm down. Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was just a little too much, and then, uh, yeah, no, I just she wasn't welcome, and she would still come over, and I realized, you know, that's that's a little crazy for me, you know. One hundred percent. She's not me. respecting your boundaries, right? And you know, when you think about it from the other end of the token, if a woman said, "No, I don't want you to come over," and you show and up, you show up. I mean, that's like grounds for aggression, right? right. To, to alert the authorities, right. right? And so, certainly is a catch twenty two whenever it comes to that. But um, man, do you still keep in touch with her? Yeah, she's yeah. she's in Dubai right now, so she's miles away. So <laughs> she shows up tomorrow. I'll Tens be, of I'd thousands of miles I'd be away. Impressed if she's you know what's so funny? I got a uh, I got a, a text message yesterday from a young lady who I dated very briefly. And she's like, hey, I, I, there's something I want to tell you. 
And I said, what is it? She goes, uh, Ryan proposed to me finally, right? Austin guy. She puts it in quotes. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And she mm-hmm. goes, well, I just wanted to tell you because you're one of the first guys that I dated, right? After my long-term relationship. And you're the only person that I've actually kept in touch with. Mm-hmm. And you've become an incredible friend to me, and I thought that I would bring it to your attention. And I was super grateful and happy Beautiful. for her. And so for whatever reason, I decided to screenshot that. I gave, I got her permission, mm-hmm. but I screenshot it and put it on my Instagram story. And I started getting all these DMs from people that are like, fuck that. Like, why is she telling you? Like, that's ridiculous. I'd be pissed off. Like, uh, why, is, why are you still connected to somebody that you used to date? And I feel like, generally speaking, maybe there's one or two that I'm not. Right. But I feel like I'm connected to every single girl that I've ever done anything with. Because if I'm not your person, that's perfectly fine. I can still want the best for you. I can still be interested in what you're doing. And then I can root you on, right, as your friend, not necessarily as your sexual partner. Like you said, a lot of people are selfish. And if they don't have that specific attention, that if if they're not going to be having sex with you or creating some future with you, it's taboo to be friends. And that to me, that, you really think that's a thing? It's it's a hundred percent a thing. Wow. That's why when people say, "Oh, you have a lot of lady friends," uh, for me, when it comes to real estate, and some, I'm trying to date somebody, it's like, "Well, you always hang out with beautiful women." Yeah. What do you think about? You know, I, I feel weird about it. It's like, well, get used to it because that's what I do. Right. Ninety <laughs> like percent of yeah. the people that I work with are gonna be women, and it's gonna be fine. Sure. Uh, so it's, it's just a matter of that, just really not being selfish, you know, just really mm-hmm. not just, okay, so you got to understand, it, especially, I'm sure you're great at this, when mm-hmm. you're hanging out with a group of people, as men, we sit down and look at the group, like, okay, who, who are we going to fuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You like pull out, you pull the straws, like who's the, the short straw? Basically, oh, you're and, and, and everybody's just like, okay, we're all getting to know each yeah. other, this is what's gonna happen. But you gotta step back and say, look, this, these are people, these are friends, we're here to have a good time. Maybe sex is gonna be cool, but that's kind of like a byproduct of having a great time. It's not the main. God, that's so enlightening, right? 100%. It's, just, yeah. it's, not, it's not the reason why you come hang out with friends. Yeah. You don't come, you don't come meet somebody new. To have sex no, with No, if that's what it was, you'd pull out your phone, you'd text a regular. Right. Right? And have her come over and not even go out. Exactly. Well, you know, why spend the $80 bar tab whenever you could just have them come to the house? Yeah. Exactly. So okay. it's, just, it's just a matter of meeting that person. And I 100%. think that's what you did. You met that person. You got to know that person. And sure, if you, anything happened between y'all, that's that's a byproduct. Yeah, of, of we had a lot time. of fun for a brief period of time. And, you know, she's divorced and has three kids and lived in the suburbs. And so... You know, she had three demerits going against her on day one. And maybe, and maybe personally for her, she just want to let you know and close that chapter, letting you know, hey, you know, hundred percent. This is yeah. this is where I'm at now. And, and you know what I think it really was is I felt I filled a void mm-hmm. on something that she needed in order to regain her confidence during that right. period of time, right? Um, and so, wish her the best. Um, we actually have a mutual friend that I informed, and uh, he's super happy for her as well. But um, but interesting, you talk about. Being in that group of friends and not necessarily trying to shit on the other guys, right? And right. Like mark your territory. I had another experience, and I know she listens to this podcast, but <laughs> there was a girl that, I, that I've been interested in you know, for several months. And I've asked her out mm-hmm. several times, and she said, hey, I'm not interested. Right. And she's still a good friend. She came to one of my parties a few weeks ago and uh, invited a couple of her friends. So I knew she was comfortable and, and would continue to be comfortable in that environment. And um, and then I found out the other night I was out for one of my buddy's birthday parties. 
And he tells me about this amazing girl no. that he met <laughs> at Drift. And he got her number. And he's going on and on. And I'm like, man, this girl sounds incredible. And then he shows me her Instagram. And I die laughing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I die laughing. And then he's, he's inebriated, right? Like, mm-hmm. we, we went out to B&B on a guy's night. We had, like, eight right. guys. Uh, and then he's texting. He's like, oh, Jeremy Jensen says hi. Blah, 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 oh, God. Blah. And I'm just, like, oh, look, I'm like imagining her. Uh-huh reaction like eye roll be like oh my god what's he saying you know and like i'm super excited and optimistic about them having an opportunity to go out right and i told dave i said dude it would bring me so much joy to be a fucking groomsman in your wedding because that is one of the most incredible women that i've ever met in my entire life yeah if i'm not her person because she doesn't want to be a stepmom to three kids perfectly fine right you get what i'm saying no and yeah but how, how did your friend feel about it? Oh, we were drunk, dude. He was he was totally laughing. And uh, are they still thing. seeing each other or no? Uh, I don't even know if they've gone out yet. I might oh. text him after hey. this and tell him to grow some fucking balls. Because <laughs> he's a good lady. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I would never cock block or try to hold back any of my buddies or girlfriends. Right. Like friend girls, right? Oh, me too. Um, because I think that... I think that, you know, first of all, and then I had this text conversation with my friend Amanda... Uh, the other day, but you know, she was talking about not trying to seek validation through others. Right. Right. And I think that I'm very like, you know, guilty and vulnerable to that, to where I seek affirmation through attention and affection. But, um, I do believe that everybody should find their person and that it, that will absolutely lead to true holistic happiness in life. I think that there's three components Mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately I'm lacking one, which is my relationship with God, right? But I think that in order to be truly fulfilled, mm-hmm. that's probably something that you need to have. Right. Um, in addition, um, you need to have a spouse that would love you unconditionally and put right. your needs first at all times. And then I wholeheartedly believe that children rounds that out. You know, like I said, I'm a father of three, dude. You can see the pictures right here beautiful on the pizza. wall, right? You just them. That's beautiful. Um, and, uh, and, and until we have that, I think that we're all just... Um, not necessarily imperfect, mm-hmm. but we're not whole. And, you know, that's that's the one thing I wanted to bring up, too, is just self-esteem. You know, you, you say you're not perfect, but when you find a partner that's also not perfect, how do you how do you guys work that out? And you say kids, kids run it out, but what if you don't have kids? Put yourself in my shoes. We're just letting each other. We're not perfect. What What's going to connect the gap? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with earlier saying I'm not here to change anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm here to motivate and inspire them to become the best version of themselves, which I think you said. Right. Something well, along those lines. Support. Because support. In my previous relationship, one of the things that she said when she wasn't happy, she mentioned that she didn't feel like I inspired her to be a better her. Really? And I told her that's – Go watch a fucking Tony Robbins video. When I told her – Why is that like, my responsibility? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I told her, look, it, it, you wake up with your own two feet and you walk yeah. along. You figure it out. I'm just here to support you. And I'm not here and, for you to fix my life either. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just that, – to me, that always bugged me. Just And I, I feel understand. like a lot of people want that, want somebody to change their so, lives. So I think your question was what do you do if it's an imperfect person? Right. I think that we all need to recognize that 100% of human beings <laughs> are imperfect. <laughs> yeah. Right, like that is a fucking fact. Right. And it's a matter of number one, being comfortable enough to voice your frustration. Right. Right. You know, if it frustrates me that my spouse, um, you know, 
makes plans with me. And then if her sister makes plans, like there's a, obviously a hierarchy where right. like she supersedes me, right? I need to at least be comfortable in vocalizing that that brings me dissatisfaction. Right. Not necessarily say you need to fucking not do that. Mm-hmm. But I think in any relationship, we need to be comfortable communicating our feelings. Right. And if you're not in a safe place where you do feel comfortable and you feel like you need to censor everything and walk on eggshells all the time, that is a very toxic and unhealthy relationship. Yeah. Right. And so with that being said, I think we need to recognize that everybody is imperfect. And I've talked about this on previous episodes. As long as you share three things, you can make it work. You share the same mission, 